What's up ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the good, the bad and the stupid, it's Thursday the 28th of January. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, another fine episode coming at you from me, yours truly, to your uh, sexy ears from my sexy voice. Um, the big news of the day, of course, is the dildo on the shelf. Dildo gate, that's what I'm going to call it, dildo gate, during a, uh, a virtual, uh, virtual uh, appointment or... Skype call and it was a guest on Wales Today who was on on the TV to discuss her employment experience during the pandemic and on the bookshelf behind her there was a massive I mean I've got to tell you it was it, it weren't just a small dildo either this was like a dildo to make anybody's eyes water uh, it was uh, but it was just sat on the bookshelf like a fucking can of air freshener or an or, or a um, or an you know an ornament or something it was totally the wrong place yeah, I have to wonder whether it's been put there purposely by a, a uh, vindictive husband or flatmate. But if she's if she's the only one there, and she's home alone, then that one is just literally left around nonchalantly and uh, you know proud as punch up on the uh, top shelf of the bookshelf with all the uh, with all the cookbooks and whatever else. Not cookbooks, but you know coffee table books and whatever. So yeah, I mean. She's loud and proud. I mean, I tell you what. As I said, it was uh, it, it was as good as a book a bookend. That's how, um, how how sort of big it was. But what I'm going to say to you is, um, let's get down to what she was really on the call for, and it was about unemployment during the pandemic. <laughs> so can we forget the dildo in the corner of the room? I was going to say the elephant in the room, which is uh, pretty much fucking very true of itself as well. In a metaphorical kind of way, um, but yeah. Anyway, so she's literally the uh, laugh of all her friends and family, and uh, and the, the whole of uh, uh, Great Britain at the moment, and everybody else who's gone around Twitter. You don't get anything for. I tell you what, it's a great way of getting something to go viral. You really, I mean, that's gone around the world, isn't it? It's great social media when you get the right thing. I've no, nothing of mine has ever gone viral. It's never been that entertaining. And literally, you know, a dildo on a bookshelf is actually more entertaining than my podcast. Can you believe it? I know, you probably can. Uh, Phil Collins' ex-wife, who is far from entertaining Phil Collins anymore. Um, the the, the, the uh, Any kind of feeling of, of uh, admiration or love has gone straight out of that fucking relationship. I, I'm sad to see it. Sad to see how uh, she's literally gunning for him and she wants his, wants his fucking money and she's like trying to take him to the cleaners and uh, she's now she's going selling all his gold discs and awards for a cathartic clear out of the former marital home that she was asked to leave. So she doesn't even own the house. She's in there uh, under arm. She's got her own armed guards on the place keeping Phil Collins out of his own house. And now she's going to go and sell all his gold discs and awards. Uh, they, they, you know, surely you can just just go and put a fucking put them up. Yeah, I feel is a bit of advice. Report it to the police as stolen, and then obviously no uh, any, any uh, auction house that tries to sell them, they can't because it, it has to be yours. So they have to take them from sale and give them to you, or they refuse to sell them. That's what that's the way to get around that one. Or just fucking. <laughs> Break a deal with her and just like, I don't know, you're going to break it. She wants everything, though, that's the thing. You know, when somebody just like wants everything, they want your blood. They want her, She wants to 
put him up to a machine and drain his blood as well as his, well as his bank account. Anyway, these celebrity relationships, what are you going to do? <laughs> Where is money? You've either, you've either got to marry money, money marry money, or prenuptial agreements are not a fucking dirty word these days, I tell you. You can't fucking let it, uh, you just can't get, you just can't go there. I, I don't even know what the deal is with a man marrying a rich woman. Does he get, does he get, is it the same? It's probably not, I'm fucking sure I'm not. I mean, women get the short end of the stick in most arenas, don't get me wrong. They get fucking shat on in every other scenario and have had to fight for their rights in, in for everything, all through time. But, and this in this particular instance, they have got more more than the upper hand. I mean, this is their... But most of them, because it's an immoral thing to fucking act that way anyway, you know, if unless the guy's an absolute fucking arsehole and then, you know, fill your boots, but... When they do it to somebody who don't deserve it, but then again, that's the relationship's down to two people. The one person automatically feels the other person deserves every fucking thing they get, even if they don't to anybody else in anybody else's eyes. Who the fuck am I thinking I am, Mister Relationship Counselor? I'm very, I'm far from the person you should be asking for advice about that sort of thing. For one, I got no money, and I got no girlfriend to take my to take my money. So uh, you know, there we go. I'm, I'm playing it safe, let's put it that way. Office staff are urged not to shorten colleagues' names without their permission. <laughs> Workers also face being shamed for using sayings such as black sheep and having a paddy under new rules in the workplace. Come on. That's, so black sheep, as in like the China's suggesting you might be referring to uh, making that as a racist comment or having a paddy as in like that is going to offend a fucking Irish person in the fucking the, the the annoying thing about it is that those people wouldn't ever see it or spot it and you're creating offence on their behalf and you know and it's embarrassing very very embarrassing uh, so you can't shorten people's names like you can't call uh, um, or people not by their name and just making up a name for them or abbreviating their names I mean really I think it's just down to the <laughs> It's it's down to between the parties involved, isn't it? If if somebody's not like it and they tell you, then you don't do it. Fine, but if the person doesn't give a shit and you're calling him fucking J Lo or uh, you know Mickey B or uh, uh, you know Trigger or whatever else you want to fucking call people, if they're happy with it and it's all a bit of fun, you call him something back, then yeah, you know Ginger Bollocks or something like that, <laughs> or uh, you know. I don't know what else. I was trying to think of another one then, but I can't. Not without... I was trying to think of something without also saying something offensive. Because you know what you fucking wokers... You wokesters are like. Anyway, we don't want to upset anybody. I've only got about fucking four listeners. I don't want to shorten that just yet. But saying that, you've come, you're have you only listening because I fucking say what I like. Otherwise, uh, it, it, it wouldn't be the podcast that you came to listen to. So you'd fuck me off anyway. Right, 300 million alien inspired theme park is being planned for Blackpool. A 300 million pound alien inspired theme park. That's going to be good. Based on unsolved mysteries of the past, such as the pyramids of Egypt and Mexico, ancient cave drawings, the monuments of Easter Island, and alien visitors. I wonder if they're going to draw my UFO sighting up on the wall in there. Maybe you'll get in touch with them and tell them exactly what happened. I told you, great film, alien film, alien. 
uh, what's he called? Alien Abduction. You get it on Amazon Prime. Brilliant film. And it got panned by loads of people, but it's a fucking really good film about aliens. I'm going to say that every time there's an alien story now. It's such a good film. I thought so. Um, it's estimated the project will create a thousand new jobs. And I, and I wonder if any aliens are going to go and work there. <laughs> you could, couldn't they? They could go and work there and think, you know, what? Well, this is the perfect place to fucking hide. They're never going to suspect us aliens working in an alien theme park. Why would they? They're not going to expect, you know, our, our big heads and our big boggly eyes. No one's going to even notice because that's what everybody everybody in Blackpool looks like anyway. The bubum. Because we're all weird in Blackpool. Anybody in another country, Blackpool is like one of those weird little seaside towns. Everybody else goes there to get pissed and leave. Nobody sticks around. <laughs> Apart from the guy who I went there once and the coach. Everyone went, is everybody on the coach? And he was having a piss in the car park. And everyone, yeah, even his own girlfriend went, yeah, everybody's on the coach. And the coach left and left him there. He was drunk, we was all drunk, and everyone was doing it for a laugh. They didn't, <laughs> the coach driver wouldn't go back for him once everyone was going, no, no, he was only joking. The coach driver said, right, we're off now, sorry, too late, we're gone. He had to make his own way back five hours from Liverpool, uh, five hours uh, to, from Blackpool to uh, Birmingham. There's more to that story that I can't tell you, but it was fucking funny. I know that. Um, where are we? Breakdancing's going to be in the Olympics. I don't know how I feel about that. I kind of like it because all the breakdancers deserve to make some money for being fucking brilliant because there's nothing better than breakdancing, especially when I'm doing it, of course. But it's brilliant to watch. Um, but I think they should just have their, their very... Maybe they've got it already. They need to have really fucking, you know, UFC-style money breakdance offs in the octagon or something like that you know proper or the proper things like breakdance the movie where they meet up the, the breakdance gangs they have it anyway i'm sure i've seen it some videos come around on facebook but it needs to be more and more mainstream it's not really a sport though is it i don't think it should be at the olympics they just need to have their own fucking thing and get a lot of money behind it and, and boost it that way. And then maybe I'll fucking dust off some of my breakdancing shoes in the wardrobe and I'll come out and have a go. <laughs> I don't. I can't breakdance for shit. I'm, I'm joking. I'm only saying, I'm only uh, excusing myself now because I know somebody I'm, I'm, I know might be listening again. I didn't know you fucking breakdance, you lying git. Right, but anyway, Olympics, I'm not so sure. It will be good because fucking... The Olympics can be a bit boring, can't it, for a bit? I mean, I love watching it, but some of the things are a bit boring, aren't they? You know, because it's on for fucking eight hours all day, and we've got like, you know, how many, diff how many different races have you got to have? Like 100 metre, 200 metre, 300 metre, 350 metre, 400 metre, 500 metre, 600 metre, and eight, eight heats of each fucking one. The final's always the one. We want to see the final all day long, but all the heats, you know. Anyway, Daley Thompson was the one I was growing up. Daley Thompson... Steve Crab, Steve Cram, beg your pardon, always come from the back. He always looked like he was going to lose until the fucking very last half a lap. And he would just fucking come through and win every time. Absolutely brilliant. Right, last one I'm going to do. I, know, I love this. And I, oh, no, last two I'm going to do. An entrepreneur was selling phone numbers. He's making millions of pounds, selling for a million pounds each. He bought a load of mobile phone numbers years ago, and now he's selling them. <laughs> I didn't even know this was a thing. And that's like as good as buying number plates, car number plates. What a fucking brilliant idea. He's selling them for a million pound each. He sold them to... The, and they were all like quirky numbers like 0770, uh, 000, 000. And, uh, you know, weird, you know, rememberable numbers. 0333, 333, 333, 333. 
Um, so yeah, good. I think that's fucking great. I love people making money. I love people making money for, for, for nothing. It's one of the best things. That, you know, it's very like therapeutic. I like to come up with something like that myself. I'm always looking for the fucking uh, the golden goose. It hasn't come yet. I've always had the fucking uh, the goose that they can't lay a fucking egg. Is uh, what's the word? Um, oh, not a eunuch. Or something that can't lay eggs. Anyway, you know what I mean. I always pick the wrong one. Let's put it that way. I pick the fucking the bloke, the chick, the cock, and I think it's a. I'm, I'm expecting to lay an egg. Maybe that's it. No, I don't think so. I've never even had a cock or a chicken, <laughs> and I'm talking about the animal or the bird. A firm called Handymen has been refused a grant on the grounds of gender discrimination. Um. Because, the politically correct view of the name, because the council bosses took a politically correct correct view of the name. Well, a lot of bollocks, handymen, and they're saying it's sexist. That's, a, that's bullshit. I'll tell you one thing, uh, one that was sexist, that's not handymen. You know, or, you know because they are men. Oh, well, if, if there's a woman that works there, man, she, she wouldn't mind being called a fucking handyman, I'm sure, but otherwise she can call herself a handy woman. doesn't really matter. But maybe women don't work there. But it's not sexist. The one that is sexist, that's similar, which is the reason I pulled the story out, is a company that I've seen that's called Dialer Hubby. That one's sexist. Oh, he's fucking... The guy is definitely uh, out for a bit of skirt, as well as, like, fixing a few of this... You know, fixing a few sel shelves up and whatever. Dialer Hubby. That's basically stating that he's after fucking single women, single parents, single women who haven't got a husband to do the chores. And he pops around and he's like, pretend husband for a bit or for the day with his toolbox and his toolkit and fucking, you know, chucking it around and like, you know, it's probably his best number, uh, number one aftershave on. I bet he's a right fucking city slicker. He's trying to put it on the ladies. 100% dialer hubby. Come on. That's got fucking, oh, I want. I want more. <laughs> I want more than your money on my trip round your house. Maybe not. He can, he can say I'm wrong. He can get in touch. Call me on the jungle drums. I won't be replying. I'm going... Uh, it's time to relax after I finish this podcast. Right, I'm going to leave it there and uh, get on to Dialer Hubby. <laughs> and no, I'm not really. I'm going to leave it there and uh, do another one tomorrow. And uh, hopefully he doesn't come round because he's from my local town as well. So hopefully he doesn't come round and... Uh, so I'm fucking up his good thing. Right, that's it. I'll see you tomorrow. See you later. Bye.